Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. Leader of the National Party is David Littleproud. He joins us this morning. David, good morning. Thanks so much for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, mate. Um, well, I've got to start with a foot and mouth. I had a phone call yesterday. I've had countless phone calls over the last week um, while I was away just about the real concern about uh, foot and mouth. And under Queensland legislation, it is very, very concerning from a biosecurity perspective um, the serious and highly contagious viral disease that will and does affect cloven hoofed animals. Um, obviously, as the former Ag Minister, you've been very aware of this, but as the leader of the National Party, you must be concerned now that we most obviously aren't getting the, all the information. It's very close now. We know it's in uh, Bali as such, and, and, and we've heard um, cases and how it can be transmitted. But should we be worried as a agricultural sector about foot and mouth and the potential damage that it could do to this industry? Oh, totally. I mean, this this could cost us just as much as JobKeeper did. Uh, and that's why uh, uh, the current minister, uh, and I thank him for it, let me have a briefing from the department once there was an announcement uh, that there was foot and mouth now in Bali. Now, the Indonesians uh, announced that they had it uh, in May, and what we did was send the chief veterinary officer straight away to, to Indonesia, as well as other officers, biosecurity officers, as well as in the East Timor and and into uh, Papua New Guinea to make sure that we understood this thing could spread. Uh, and now, now that it has, uh, what they've said is we want to heighten uh, the amount of security that we have at our airports by putting in more detector dogs, sending our biosecurity officers onto a plane to explain to people the risks. And now I came away a little underwhelmed by that. Uh, the reality is, this foot and mouth disease, uh, yes, will be will be passed into this country through people bringing in things like meat products. So detector dogs is a good step. Make no mistake, but they do not detect it on the bottom of someone's boot. And this is the issue that I have. And when I asked the department as to why they wouldn't be bringing in foot dips, uh, they basically said that I, everyone that comes back in a plane from Bali wears thongs. Well. That's a fairly big generalisation. That's a massive generalisation, and it's just yeah. not—it's just not true. Who no, said that? Who, who said that to you? That everybody comes the chief, vet, the chief veterinary officer. Yeah, and wow. the, the other issue that I have is that this is broader than just barley. This is right across Indonesia. You've got to take—we're we're working on the premise, and he himself even said they're working on the premise that's right across Indonesia. So, not even if you work on a generalisation, everyone out of barley wears thongs, which is wrong. Uh, then if you, you, he's forgetting about the other flights that are coming from across Indonesia into Australia. Uh, I made the point that, well, why haven't we got foot dips? I mean, I'm not saying this is the panacea, but what I said is that you're taking away those those 1% and 2% risks. Uh, and effectively, it was because, uh, well, the thongs made a problem because the dip, dip will hurt people's feet. I grant you that. But if they've got boots on, they've got shoes on, they can put their feet through these dips uh, and it was just the inconvenience of having to put someone through those dips, which I found astounding. Uh, and then obviously made it clear to Murray Watt. I don't think Murray Watt's even asked this question. But there's some other things that we can also do. Murray Watt can pick the phone up. Murray Watt, I don't think, has spoken to his Indonesian counterpart to make more offers. Because what we did as soon as it hit in Indonesia is we picked the phone up and said, we are sending people, we will help you. Now that we know that it's spread to Bali, which, which is an island away from, from where it was found, um, we need to help them with their protocols. 
And I don't think he's even picked the phone up to say to Indonesia, what else can we do up there? What more do you want us to do? Whether it be vaccines, whether it be um, more protocols of having our biosecurities at some of your borders to help you out there. A sovereign country, I grant you that. But at least pick the phone up and make the offer. Until you can isolate and understand where this actually is, then you pose a significant risk. And if you don't have those border measures in place, then you have problems. The other two things that I've said to, to Murray White that he needs to do is there was money, uh, $20 million I set aside, he got in the budget in, in April to, to help pay uh, for on-farm traceability infrastructure for farmers that should be matched by the states and farmers because we've got sheep, uh, goat and pig producers, particularly in southern states, uh, who aren't very inclined to have ear tags that give us traceability. And this needs to be expedited. Uh, and I'm saying to Murray White, you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait until the end of October for the budget. You, that money's there. It's budgeted for now. Just start talking to the states and spend the money. And the last thing that I asked them to, to do as part of that was also there's there money that I set aside uh, for a gene bank, a genetic gene bank. We need to expedite that work. Uh, and even the chief veterinary officer, when I raised this about three years ago, said to me, no, this is a silly idea. We don't need it. Well, if we get foot and mouth disease, we're going to need it. And, and this is the sort of things that we've got to do. We've got to try to keep it out to start with. But we've also got to have those preventive measures because if it does come into Western Australia or a particular state, then if you've got ear tags, you can, you can actually isolate and you can eradicate. And that gives us market confidence internationally. Uh, but this is, this, you just can't dither on this. You've actually got to make decisive decisions. And when the brief that I was provided, I, I tried to think through the prism of still being the ag minister, what I would do. Yep. Uh, I was underwhelmed by the advice I got, uh, and the, and the, and the strength of it in terms of why they weren't doing just simple things that would continue to reduce uh, the risk. Uh, so, look, this is frightening. And, and the, the, the risk profile, but I, I, we've got to be responsible in this, um, has still, is still sitting at around 18%. Right. I asked the chief veterinary officer of that. It, hadn't, it hasn't lifted since uh, um, the first uh, announcement of an incursion uh, at the start of May. That's still what, that's what still high. That's still high. That's still high. I understand. Skin. Yeah, I mean, where, yeah, where's lumpy skin stag at? It's it's, it's it's over forty percent because it, it simply can blow in. So yeah. it, lumpy skins, you can't. There's, there's very little you can do at the border on there, but it, the winds blow and it's effectively nothing you can do unless you put a great big dirty fly screen up. Yes, yeah, so um, across the yeah, you, you, you're cooked. So this is this is where um, you know. They, they baked into the profile when, when um, FMD first in Indonesia that it was right across it. So they, they took that precautionary principle, which I say, well done, but still at 18%, um, you know, that's still too high. Uh, I'm, I'm worried also about lumpy skin, but they're just these things, these little things you can do at our borders can reduce the risk. And, and even if it's bringing down 2 or 3%, if it saves just one, person from coming through with a bit of something underneath their boot that a dog can't pick up, then why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. But for $80 billion, for $80 billion, you just think, yeah, it's a bit of a no-brainer. It just seemed to be like operational inconvenience uh, to, the, to the chief veterinary officer about this, and that's the thing that frightened me. That's the big thing, and that's the thing that I'm worried about. Talking to producers yesterday – should they be concerned and should they be starting to look and think about their own biosecurity measures? Because let's face it, somebody from Bali comes in, we're not aware, 
It could spread like wildfire. Um, agents and different people coming onto your places. Should people be putting their own biosecurity measures, and I'm not being dramatic here, saying everybody needs to come to the house, uh, We it moves forward, and then they can obviously do a wash. They could wash their feet there. People trying to obviously implement their own because that's the worry for me. And there was always people that, you know, never used to let other vehicles come onto their places because they didn't want noxious weeds and stuff. But this is this is a serious thing and we need to be aware of it. Oh, totally, mate. And look, we've all got a responsibility in this. Look, the federal government's got responsibility at the border as people come through it. Uh, inside it, states own the domestic biosecurity. Uh, and sadly, we've got some states that have cut back their biosecurity yep. spending. Yep. Federal government had listed their biosecurity spending and there was a crake review of biosecurity in 2017-18 that said they had to keep the, their spending at certain levels, and some of those states aren't doing that, which is disappointing. Uh, but we also have responsibility at the farm gate as well, and, and people should make sure they have those biosecurity measures uh, on their own properties. In fact, some already do. Um, I've been to a number of properties where people do have those biosecurity measures, that not only for, for noxious weeds, but also for, for things like this. And I know piggeries are very strong on this because ASF has decimated much of uh, those countries above us as well. So the problem we've got with all this, and this is important to understand, is we have got a, a congestion of, of diseases and weeds that has, have just swept across the country and they are all across the globe, I should say, and they are now uh, sitting up just above us. And so we now need to be heightening what we are doing uh, where the where the last stranglehold of of biosecurity uh, purity in many respects, and so it's important we try to try to keep that, and that's why it's important even at the farm gate. People think very clearly about what are the measures they're taking on their properties as well. Yeah, um, it, it, it is a full on it's a full on situation, and no doubt we'll get Murray Watt on shortly uh, in the coming days just to, just to talk us through it. But I do like the fact that he briefed you. Um, it, it shows a respect, and it, and it also shows that you know this back to front, David. So he was very much he wants your input on this because he understands what you know about this and how you understand the importance of biosecurity and and some of the challenges that you've had since when you were leading the ag portfolio for this country. So, I mean, yeah. yeah we just want him to act up, mate. This yeah. is the thing. is, is every, every day there's a flight coming in from Indonesia. We've got to fix it. We've got to fix it. Yeah, we have to fix it. it. It's so crucial. Appreciate your time, mate. How cold this morning in Warwick? Oh, yeah, mate. I'm not uh, not keen to get out from underneath the dirt just yet. Minus 4.9, they tell me, in Warwick this morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's rugged, brother. It's good. Yeah. it's good for you, mate. It cleans you out. Yeah, good on you, mate. David Littleproud, uh, appreciate your time this morning. Thanks, mate.